Okay, I know I said in the last episode that we were going to be talking about weaknesses today, but instead it's August. So I thought we needed an August 911 episode even more than we needed to learn about weaknesses. If you work in education, August is always a bit extra and not in a good way. But this year we have the added bonus of it being crazy COVID times. So you've got a pandemic, plus it's back to school time. So stay tuned and learn some strategies to keep yourself and your team healthy and sane for the next month. You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, Ann Brackett, the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University. Normally in this podcast, as well as the trainings and coaching we do, I focus on long-term strategies for being successful. So really understanding your strengths and how to maximize them, how to maximize your team, how to develop systems that can help you be more effective. But we don't have time for that. It's August. Like we just got to get through, get done, get the students in if they're going to be in wherever you are and take care of business. So today's going to be a little bit different and that we're not going to talk about long-term strategies. We're going to talk about short-term strategies. And if you're a listener who doesn't work in education, there's still good stuff in here. Use it whenever you're in some sort of high stress crunch. Normally in August, it's like, okay, we need one big push to get through. This, is, this isn't your second wind that you're after. This is like your 40th wind. And it's more like a... <sighs> We've been in fight or flight mode for at least four months. And now the saber-toothed tiger that has been chasing us has been joined by a few friends. So now we're really in it. So I just want to give you a few things that you can do to help you maximize your energy during this time and recharge your brain so that you can actually get through this, helping your students, but also making sure you and your team aren't falling by the wayside. So the first thing I want to talk about is cutting yourself and your team some slack. Again, we have been running since the whole pandemic started. And I would argue we'd been kind of running on full steam before that as well. So really, the pandemic kicked it up a notch. So now here we are, four months in, and everyone's pretty exhausted already. You know, we gave everything to students. I saw many different articles about how, hey, teachers, you need to just, you know, and parents too, if, if you have younger kids and you're trying to help them at home, you know, hey, they're not going to learn as well in this environment. There are too many things that have changed. Kids who are living on campus are now at home. They don't have the same resources necessarily. Maybe there's some illness. So everybody needs to give the students some slack. Meanwhile, no one was giving faculty members, no one was giving staff members any sort of slack. In fact, we were expected to do more, right? We had to figure out how to adapt our coursework and the support that we give to students in an online fashion that we'd never done before. 
before we said we want people to be engaged. We have to make all these touch points. But instead of saying, okay, you know, realistically, how many touch points can we continue to give? We're like, let's up it. Now we're even more worried about the students. Let's make sure we're contacting them directly even more to make sure they're okay so no one falls through the cracks so that our numbers don't take a hit. And all of that was wear and tear on us, the faculty and the staff. And, and when I say us, I say that I say that lovingly, like I teach one class at Maryville, and it was not really that big a deal for me to adapt. For those of you working on campus full time, it's been insane. I have seen my friends and colleagues just really be drained all the time. You know, you have the Zoom exhaustion, all this stuff, additional responsibilities. Plus, if you have your kids home with you now or then, just a lot of stuff going on. And again, the focus was on students, like they're not going to learn as much because of this environment. No one was talking about the impact that was having on us. It was just something we were expected to do, not just by other people, but by ourselves, right? You know, I need to text them. I need to Zoom them individually to make sure they're okay. I need to check in with everybody much more than I would normally do if we were all just still on campus, if we were all just still physically in the schools. So that's been going on for months with us. It's exhausting. Like you are exhausted. And if you think you're not exhausted, it's just because you're in some sort of weird fog where your body doesn't like your body is trying to shut down, but you're just like, no, we got to keep going. We got to keep going. Now, we're going to talk about stress after we talk about weaknesses. So like in two weeks on the podcast, but at least, you know, we'll go into great depth there. But at least I think you know that stress negatively impacts our immune system. So all the stress you've been under so far has, for the most part, been in self-isolation or social distancing parameters. So most of us have been at home just Zooming and being exhausted and worn down. But now, for a lot of people, it means getting back on campus and doing things. And I know that everybody on campus has worked really hard to come up with these strategies for social distancing and wearing masks and how many people can be in certain places. But realistically, you're going to be in more physical contact with a lot of other people, whereas before, you were pretty isolated. So if you're wearing yourself down, try to put in, trying to put on the bestest orientation in the world, or at least up to standards previous, and you burn yourself out doing it, and your immune system takes a hit, it's going to be way easier for you to get sick with anything, but of course, you know, with COVID. And that's not ideal. Well, it's not ideal. It's not ideal to get COVID-19. I've, I've watched the news and it's really just not ideal to do that. If you don't cut yourself a break, and what I mean by that is the level of quality that you have done in the past in more ideal situations, the amount of energy and time it's going to take for you to replicate that is going to be much greater than it was in the past because you only have so much energy to spend every day. And that, in part, is contingent on how much energy you come into the day with. So if before, during August... Maybe August 1st, you had 100% energy. I don't know. Then that would slowly trickle down. But you didn't come into August with 100% energy. You probably didn't even come in with 50% energy. You've just really been on autopilot this whole time. And I know you may be thinking, well, I'm not on autopilot. Every day there's some new catastrophe that I have to handle. I have to redo my entire orientation because now the county has changed their guidelines on how many people can be in a room. When we're in fight or flight... We are running on past behaviors and past patterns, past habits. 
all those things that we have, not necessarily being able to see clearly. What I'm trying to say is that if you use the last of your most valuable resource, which is energy, on trying to recreate the same level of services, experiences that you have in the past just to get people onto campus, back into school, what happens after that? When I was in Res Life, RA training, I would always remind my team, because RAs get really into it, they want to stay up all night and bond with everybody. They want to stay up all night decorating their floors, all that sort of thing. They're so excited. And they're, of course, going into it with a lot of energy. But I'd have to explain, you got to take care of yourself because getting them into school, getting them moved in, that's like step one. The month after they get there, that's the most important thing is really helping develop relationships then, really helping people make those connections so they feel like they're engaged with your university. That's the most important part. And if you burn yourself out, you know, in that week of RA training, or in this case, just trying to get people through orientation and moved into the building, what are you going to have left? You already don't have a lot left. And again, I don't mean that disparagingly in any way. Everybody has been doing such a fantastic job, but you're only human. I'm only human. We're all only human. Cut yourself a break and cut your team a break. And not just cut your team a break as in, the things that you think to yourself, like, oh, well, of course, like they're exhausted. They can't do the same thing as they did previously. But also tell your team that. Help them refocus so that they're only spending time on the things that are absolutely necessary. It's a difference between necessary and nice. I remember back when I would do RA training, I would always have elaborate he- plans in my head. And they would be fantastic. Like, I really wish I would have you know, been able to go to some of the trainings that I had in my head because they were awesome. But as time passed and time decreased, time both passed and decreased, because now it's a week, you know, we're two weeks out, we're one week out. I usually had to do some editing to make sure that I got everything done. And some of the things that would have been awesome, aka would have been nice, just had to go because I had to get it done. And I really had to focus on what is the core objective of this training? What is the core objective of this element of it? So really focusing on that and expressing to your team, maybe talking through with them to get rid of some of the fluff that we may like to do. Like in in an ideal situation, of course, we're going to have these fantastic decorations that we always have. But we are not doing business as usual right now. And it's ridiculous for us to think that we can. And I don't mean that disparagingly. I mean, we're setting ourselves up for disappointment and failure because we haven't set realistic expectations given all these outside contingencies. And, And honestly, giving yourself a break is probably much more difficult than giving your team a break because you might be tempted to say, okay, I'm gonna give my team a break by taking on the extra stuff that they would normally do. That's not gonna work either because you're almost tapped out. You may feel responsible for all of that, but you've got to really let it go. Some people are going to argue with me on this because they really, (laughs) really have these beliefs that I need to do X, Y, Z. I must do it. We do it every year. It's really important. I'm not saying that it's not important. I'm just saying that realistically, given how much you have left energy-wise, sanity-wise, it would be far better for you to just understand we can't do everything we normally do because this isn't normal. The next thing. We have a bad time celebrating our successes anyway, right? And especially if you've taken the Gallup Finder and you have Achiever, 
you just like to go, go, go. You never really celebrate the successes that you've just accomplished. I think it's even more important now when we're go, 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 that when we finish something that we've been working our little buns off about for the past week or even just a day to have a celebration. Now, I know we don't have time for that, but you do have two minutes, right? Just take a two minute celebration. And I don't really care what it is. It depends on you. Maybe when you finish, you'll have a celebratory cup of coffee with your favorite whatever in there, or you'll go for a two minute walk, or you'll go around giving your masked coworkers air high fives for two minutes. Acknowledge to yourself that you have accomplished something. No matter how big your to-do list still is, take the time to say, I did something good for me. Because when we don't, we just feel like it's this never-ending list of stuff. And to a certain degree, it is. So I, you know, I'm be honest about that. But within the long list of never-ending stuff, there are small victories. So celebrate those. Because right now, we are just so burned out, overwhelmed, exhausted. We need those small minutes to get out of the norm. To get and and when I say norm, I don't mean regular normal. I mean the slow dripping drain on our beings that is happening right now. So many celebrations when you accomplish something, take the time to say, good job, me. And then you can go on to your next thing. Okay, so the third thing, choose one non-negotiable thing that you're going to do for yourself every day that you can do in five minutes or less. If you'd like to do more than five minutes or do, do it more than once a day, yes, kudos to you. But at the very least, one five-minute thing where you can recenter, give yourself a brain break so you can go back to the things that you need to do, slightly refreshed, slightly more centered, so that you get out of that autopilot that's been driving, driving, driving you and let yourself see the world from a different perspective for just a brief period of time. So what do I mean by a break or support? I do not mean getting on Facebook for five minutes. I do not mean playing Candy Crush for five minutes because those are all things that drain energy from us. What I'm talking about are things like mindfulness, things like meditating, things like gratitude, things that allow us to connect to something higher than ourselves, to get beyond the crazy chaos of the day, to again, help us center. Because when we're not centered, we're rushing, we're making mistakes, we're, we're getting things done, but not necessarily in the most effective or efficient way possible. Like we're just kind of drudging through. So what would something look like? And I'm sure many of you have heard the phrase, you can't serve from an empty vessel. And the idea, of course, is to keep your cup full or your vessel full. So you need, like ideally you'd be doing this more than five minutes a day, but let's be realistic. So what are some things that you can do that would help you get this effect? It doesn't have to be anything elaborate. It can be just, what is something I like? And I'm going to focus on that thing for five minutes. So if you're really into music, maybe you have it playing all the time in the background, but you're not really listening to it. You're not really focusing on it. So for five minutes, you're going to put on one or two of your favorite songs and you're really going to focus on it. I love tea. Don't care about coffee, but I love tea. So for me, brewing a cup of tea and really savoring it, really thinking about the flavors 
thinking about how much I enjoy it, thinking about how grateful I am for this tea. You could do the same thing with coffee if you prefer coffee. Right now, it's BLT season. All the beautiful homegrown tomatoes are ripe. I love BLT season. If you're vegan, Google vegan carrot bacon. I will put the link in the top of the, the transcription for this, sh- for this episode. And don't just shove the food in your face, as most of us have been doing these past few months, just because we have to get back to work. Really savor it. Really enjoy it. Like, don't do anything else. Don't think about work. Just enjoy the delicious sandwich. If you have a gratitude journal, gratitude journal. Five minutes. If you don't have a gratitude journal, write it on scraps of paper. I don't care. Write a haiku about something you're grateful for. It doesn't matter. But at the same time, I know that everybody is like, oh my God, now now I have to figure out a five-minute thing to do. If you go to our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org, there will be a pop-up and there is a download that you can get, five ways for supervisors to reduce stress. But for the month of August, I'm adding another bit to that, to that download that's titled Ways to be Mindful in Five Minutes or Less. So if you want to say, I'm going to pick one of those things every day. If you've already signed up for our newsletter, which when you get the download, you're also signing up for the newsletter, then I've already sent that out to you guys because I didn't want you to miss it if you've already gotten the download previously. And the important part is not necessarily the time, like how long you're doing it. It's just that you're doing it consistently, that you're taking a break from the insanity to center, relax your brain, relax your body, and be present. Because when we do that, we are better able to serve our students, get our stuff done, and preserve our health. Now, obviously, in normal situations, just doing five minutes of something a day is probably not going to make us the healthiest people in the world. But let's start somewhere and let's make it reasonable given the time constraints and the energy constraints and all the restraints that are upon us during this weird time. So very quickly, basically what we've talked about is cutting yourself some slack, cutting your team some slack, having those mini celebrations so that you can acknowledge that you've accomplished something and committing to doing something to support yourself five minutes a day. This benefits you by helping you stay healthy and helping keep your energy up. Because when you start to understand that, you know what, this doesn't have to be perfect, it needs to be done, and these are the most important things we need to focus on, it allows you some bandwidth to do other things. Not just other work things, but allows you to go home on time, come in at a normal time, get more sleep, be less stressed. Because you don't have that thing over your head saying, you gotta keep going, you gotta keep going, this has to be perfect. It also benefits you because mindfulness, which we'll get into much more detail in another episode, mindfulness helps you and your brain be more productive, be healthier. Obviously, this helps your staff as well. If you communicate these things with them, then they can do these things for themselves. But also, the more calm, the more centered you are as a supervisor, the better decisions you're going to make, the better interactions you're going to have with your team, and the better... Well, the more trust you're going to be able to build with them as we navigate these uncertain, uncertain territories. And of course, it's going to benefit students, not in the way that we, you know, we think of benefiting students like, oh, well, it's not going to be the same experience for them. It's not. But you know what? 
they're already kind of stressed about everything anyway. We need to make sure, you need to make sure that you're hitting the most important parts. I don't know that any student is going to be upset that they didn't have awesome decorations at their orientation. I think they're going to be excited if they feel welcome, if they feel like they know what they're doing, and they feel like they're safe. So if you can just focus on those, not all the extra things that we would, we would like to do that we think are nice, but aren't necessary, then everybody's going to be able to transition into the semester where everybody still has to get through all the courses, get through all the students adapting to this new environment of both college and college during a pandemic. If you can allow yourself cutting yourself slack, cutting your team slack, basically slack being cut for you, yourself, and your students, celebrating your accomplishments along the way, as well as making a small attempt. No, no, not not making a small attempt. And by committing to some self-care every day, you're going to have a better August and you're going to have a better fall semester. So your homework, if you hadn't already figured out, is to cut yourself slack, cut your team slack, have mini celebrations, and figure out which five-minute thing you're going to do every day, non-negotiable. So if a student shows up right before you have it scheduled, the student's going to have to wait five minutes. They're going to be okay. You'll be in a much better place to talk to that student if you've had your delicious tea or your BLT, which I would say rhymed, but it was just a tea. So just a tea sound. Don't get excited, everybody. So I wish you the best of luck. There'll be more podcasts through August, but this is my opportunity to say good luck. It's going to be okay. It may not be ideal, but it's going to be okay. The next episode is going to be on weaknesses. Take care of yourself and stay strong. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links, as well as other episodes, on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org/mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. As always, Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go. One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. We are revamping the Institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track, so we've also added a bonus for everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning. You will get an additional 60 minutes of our time, and you can use that for more individual coaching, a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our Summer Institute starts on May 28th, Go ahead and register now. Check it off your list. We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest. And that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes. Or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, contact us at Anne 
and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkeys. You can find this episode's transcript and links, as well as other episodes, on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.